We've always liked these short, pithy statements. They appeal to something in our makeup, something in our DNA. Years can go by and we can forget where we first heard it, but we can still remember these slogans or chants or sound bites. And it's not just in politics or marketing or these advertising campaigns that we see on YouTube or television or that we hear on the radio. It's really in everything, including our faith. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with that either. In fact, these quick little sayings, they can be incredibly helpful and effective. They can be useful in sharing truth in a simple and powerful way when they're put out there properly. The key here is that they have to be used correctly to convey truth. And that, that isn't always the case. Sounding good, they can catch on very easily. Yet, when we dissect what is actually being said, when we sit down and we really examine it, what we find is that there is something that's lacking or something that's missing or just plain wrong. We scratch the surface and we find that it's just not necessarily right. Today we're going to examine one of those expressions that we so frequently hear. I'm Wyatt McIntyre, and this is our Timeless Faith. Perhaps one of the more common expressions that we hear in Christianity today is that Christianity, it's a relationship, not a religion. This is one of those things that is said to distinguish it from other belief systems, from these other faith systems that are out there. You see the expression, or at least some derivative of it, being used all over the place. You'll even see it posted on the accounts of some of the more well-known and famous pastors and theologians, if you follow them on social media. It just keeps popping up again and again and again. And there's parts of it that make a great deal of sense when we sit down and we examine it. You see, the logic, the logic as it is, it goes something like this. Religion is man's attempt to reach God. Christianity, on the other hand, Christianity is God reaching or reconciling himself with man. Thus, we can't consider Christianity to be a religion. So, then, if it's not a religion then what is it? Well, the argument then continues on to say, it's God reconciling humanity to himself. It's God adopting us through the sacrifice of his son, Christ Jesus, that we might be born again, a new creation in him. Because of this, it has to be viewed as a, rel a relationship. Now, 
from the outset, this all seems wonderful. This all seems great. It hits the nail on the head. Because in many senses, in many ways, this is exactly what Christianity is. Christianity is very much so God reconciling us to him. It is God acting and us then responding. But this is not necessarily a complete picture. And because of that, there's a number of problems with this logic and this line of reasoning. I say that because, well, to start with, it's not a proper understanding or a proper definition of religion. If we're to trace the etymology of the word religion, we'll find that this modern understanding of what religion is, this modern understanding of what religion is, is ultimately lacking when we examine it across the scope of the Christian tradition, from the earliest days of the Christian tradition. You see, the first appearance of what we would come to understand as religion occurs in the Greek. It's the word treskaya. Treskaya appears a few times in the New Testament, perhaps most notably in the first chapter of the Epistle of James, where it's translated as the word religion. We read here, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart. This person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. I'm going to repeat the end part of that. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. The word itself is what can be best described as devotion or worship of a higher being or a higher power. Worship or devotion of God the Father. It is expressed then in our external or outward observance of that discipline that glorifies the transcendent object of our adoration and reverence. Now, if we jump ahead a little bit, the Romans... The Romans would translate this Greek word as religion. Now, there's debate about the etymology of this term and what it actually means in the Latin. But what is important for us isn't necessarily that debate. It's not necessarily that discussion. Rather, it's what the Christian fathers, what the earliest Christian fathers believed this term to mean. In writing his Divine Institutions in the early 4th century, 
Lactanius would define the term for Christianity himself. Looking to how Cicero, who is considered to have originated the term, distinguished between religion and superstition, he recognized a flaw in the reasoning of the philosopher. If the definition of Cicero was left to stand, he would state, then the reality is that there would be no difference. There would be no distinction between religion and superstition. So what does Lactinius state? To quote him, truly religion is the cultivation of truth, but superstition of that which is false. And it makes the entire difference what you worship, not how you worship or what prayer you offer. But because the worshipers of the gods imagine themselves to be religious, though they are superstitious, they are neither able to distinguish religion from superstition nor to express the meaning of the names. We have said that the name of religion is derived from the bond of piety because God has tied man to himself and bound him by piety. For we must serve him as master and be obedient to him as a father. End quote. It is this understanding of what religion is that would have an incredibly profound effect on later Christian theologians, including one who would rise a few decades later, Augustine of Hippo. So, what then is actually significant here? To answer that, we need to go back to the beginning. Remember when, at the start of this, when I stated the logic is that religion is man's attempt to reach God. Christianity, on the other hand, is God reaching or reconciling himself with man. Thus, Christianity can't be or shouldn't be considered a religion. This definition of religion essentially destroys that logic. Why? Because for Christianity, for the Christian, religion True religion is God reconciling him to us and us responding to him. What we have always understood is that religion isn't man's attempt to reach God. Rather, it is God reaching man and transforming him. We have understood it as being essentially a way of life, as being a way of Christian life. We see this in the statement. We have said that the name of religion is derived from the bond of piety, because God has tied man to himself and bound him by piety. For we must serve him as a master and be obedient to him as a father. 
This is the act of God through the renewing and the transforming of the Holy Spirit as we are redeemed through the precious blood of the Lamb, Christ Jesus. And so we have to say here that yes, yes, Christianity is a religion. It has always been understood as being a religion. As we look through the entire history of Christianity, we see this to be the case. Not just in the writings of the early church fathers, but in all of the major Christian writings that have come down to us over the course of a millennia and a half. The Augsburg Confession, the Belgic Confession, the Westminster Confession, the London Baptist Confession, all of these documents help to frame Protestant Christian thought. Like our modern denominations, they may not have agreed on every single point. They may have differed on some very significant, some very real points. Yet what they all tried to do was draw back to scripture. They tried to look at the word of God, to understand the word of God, and then to offer these theological statements that expressed what scripture was saying. And each of these documents, each of these documents at one point or another focus the reader's attention to the fact that we are dealing with Christianity as a religion. We are dealing with the Christian faith as a religion. It's not until we start to reach the age of the Enlightenment that we start to see the definition of religion shift and the definition of religion begin to change into warp, into something that is vastly different than what the early fathers understood, what the apostles understood, what the reformers understood, and the later theologians after them. And it almost became a bit of a dirty word to Christians. But we can't let the world define our terms for us. We can't let the world take these terms and twist and turn them until they become something that's vastly different. Because when we do so, we lose not just a rich part of our Christian understanding, but we also lose a part of our theological framework. And that is a very dangerous thing. Now, what I will say here is that relationship, relationship is important. I don't want anybody out there listening to this to think that I'm saying that relationship isn't important, because it absolutely is. Yet, relationship isn't what separates Christianity from other religions. The reason why is because every Every religion, every faith system out there can say that they are a relationship, not a religion. It's just 
ultimately how that relationship is manifested. The Muslim will tell you that they have some form of a relationship with Allah. The Jewish faith will tell you that they have a relationship with Yahweh. Every major religion that is out there will tell you that there is a relationship. But how that relationship ultimately works itself out, how that relationship ultimately comes about and what it actually looks like differs a great deal. It's because there are many different ways in which we can understand relationships to exist. What makes Christianity different, then, is both religion and relationship, and how the two ultimately come together. What makes Christianity different is how we understand religion, how we understand this relationship manifested, and then how the two weave together, how the two come together in a significant sort of way. Christianity is different because it is the only true religion, and in that, it is the cultivation of the truth. This cultivation of this truth then reveals itself in relationship, which draws us in to worship and to glorify the God who saves us through his Son, the God who calls us through the power of his Spirit. We in turn then grow in our relationship with God through the Spirit as we find that these fruits of faith are produced in us because we are now grafted onto that tree of life. To say that this religion then can exist separate from relationship or that relationship can exist separate from religion is dangerous as it claims that the two don't flow from each other and they just exist separately from one another. The reality is that the two, they must come together in harmony. They must come together in harmony, recognizing that relationship flows from religion, and religion is shown to be alive through relationship. After all, religion without relationship becomes vain repetition and hollow ritual, while relationship without religion becomes the subjective force of individual preference, this subjective truth that is based upon individual understanding. What we find is that it's skewed by these personal biases and these emotional reactions that can so easily and so simply take hold of us. Relationship, relationship needs religion and religion needs relationship in the Christian tradition, in the Christian understanding. They need each other to 
keep them within the due bounds and ensure the proper focus and understanding. Thus, to live the Christian life, to be a Christian, is to conform our lives to Christ, to worship God, rejecting worthless religion as we strive to be doers of the word, living according to that pure and undefiled religion as we understand it, as we live in relationship with our Heavenly Father who has adopted us through our Savior's sacrifice. What we need to do is we, we need to stop. <laughs> we need to stop with this idea that there is some sort of tension that exists between relationship and and religion because it's ultimately a manufactured tension. It's a tension that doesn't really exist until we insert it in there. So we need to stop. We need to stop and recognize the beauty of their union, the manner in which they work together holistically to draw us nearer to draw us closer to our God. I get what people are trying to say when they say that Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. And the truth is, it perhaps sounds good because it is trying to shake our faith. It's trying to shake our faith out of this sense of complacency. It is trying to prevent it from, well, from stagnating, really. It is trying to say that there is an accountability there. There's an accountability there that has to be adhered to, that needs to be recognized and lived by. The thing is, the thing is, is that without religion, though, we don't have the focus back to what we're being shaken out of, what we are trying to prevent from stagnating. We have no real concept of what we're actually being held accountable to. As we recognize this, we then recognize that there are ways to really breathe life into our faith without using unbiblical notions or unbiblical ideas such as this. By denying an important element of what Christianity is, you are not making it more relevant to our present world or our present culture. You are instead making it more beholden to it as you remove important boundaries to it. So, the next time you see the expression that Christianity is a relationship, not a religion, I want you to think hard I want you to think long and hard about what that ultimately means and what that's ultimately rooted in. 
The reason is because it has enormous potential to damage. Yes, yes, it sounds good. Yes, it's one of those statements that are easy, just so easy to remember. But when we scratch the surface and we look what's beneath it, we find that there are some troubling elements to it. And so I want you to think about it. And I want you to think about the elements and the nature of your faith. I want you to think about the beauty of Christianity and how it really differs, how it truly differs from these other faith systems, from these other belief systems. I want you to think about how it magnifies our God and glorifies our Savior, calling us to true and sincere worship. And when you do that, when you do that, I want you to remember that it is only possible. It is only possible with a right understanding of what relationship and religion are and how they ultimately come together, how they ultimately fit together in harmony and unity. Don't separate the two, but rather... Rather, just witness how God uses the two to, to really magnify himself and his presence. But that's all I came here to say. I want to thank you for joining with me, and I'd like to encourage you to check me out on my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash pages backslash Wyatt McIntyre. Twitter at Wyatt McIntyre, Instagram Wyatt McIntyre, and YouTube. You can guess what that one is as well. It's pretty easy to find me. So there I am. I hope that you will take that opportunity to join with me. I'm also working on getting my website up and running. So hopefully I will be having some new content on there sometime soon. Please stay tuned for that, and I'll be giving you updates as they come along. And so, until we have the chance to meet again, may the peace of the Lord, that peace that transcends all human knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, even unto life everlasting. Amen. <laughs>